Welcome to the Biz Bros Podcast. My name is Kyle Nelson. Got my wonderful co-host here, Mr. Eli Libby. Mm, I'm doing great, man. I'm really looking forward to the show. I think it'll be a lot, a lot of fun. I think yeah, we're going to have a good, so a good time on this show. Yes. We always have awesome guests with awesome insight and uh, awesome topics. Stuff that we're curious about. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully that uh, provides some nuggets for our listeners. It always does. You know what a good nugget is? Mm. I knew you were going to say that. Yep, Shout out to is. Altitude Everything Latte, who fuels us and energizes us and supports us mm-hmm. through this podcast. It is great stuff. It's got some oat milk, some CBD, some superfoods such as lion's mane, reishi, mushrooms, turmeric, all the goodies, cordyceps, all this good stuff in a can. So go to altitudebev.com, get yourself some because uh, it's good stuff. New flavors coming soon. There That's are new good. flavors coming out. Really excited Be about on the lookout. Altitude. So get yourself some altitude. But before we get started and bringing our guest on, let's roll that intro. You know the intro. What's going on? Welcome to the Biz Bros Podcast. My name's Kyle Nelson. I've got my great co-host and good friend here, Mr. Eli Lynn. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you, Kyle. Excited for the episode, man. Today, man. Absolutely. Can't really wait. excited for this episode. We've got a great yep. Absolutely. Number two, clear, simple Why? images. Amazon seller. The first thing that I follow about in this article is really looking for that initial question. You need to be thinking about product photography and video production. All right, today we have Mr. Mickey Kennedy, the founder and president of E-Releases, the small business leader for press releases distribution, now celebrating 22 years of business. Congrats. He's an expert at helping small businesses increase their visibility and credibility, and he's here today to share some valuable insights. Wow. Welcome to the show, Mickey. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. How's your day going so far? So far, so good. Very cool. Very cool. We're excited to have you here. Thanks for being being a part of the Biz Bros podcast. Um, your topic is dialed. Your background is dialed. Um, but before, before we dive into that topic, let's learn more about you. Mm. Share with our audience, um, who is Mickey? <laughs> well, uh, Mickey is a poet. Um, around Ooh. 25 years ago, I finished an MFA uh, degree in creative writing with an emphasis in poetry. And I just assumed I'd wait tables the rest of my life. And uh, I, I gave that a try after I graduated. I worked a summer waiting tables and I just realized that physically it was exhausting. And at the end it of the day, tough. I didn't want to read or write. And so mm-hmm. I got an office job and uh, nice. I was hired at a telecom startup as employee number three. And one of the things they said is, do you know how to write a press release? And I said, no, but I'm a writer. So they said, exactly. So yeah. figure it out. So I, I wrote press releases and sent them out and, uh, I, cool. I saw a trend, uh, we were faxing and I saw a trend towards email. And so I came up with the idea for e-releases to email <laughs> press releases to journalists. Wow. That's amazing. That's actually, that is very cool. Tell us about that first press release. What, what was going through your head? What were you trying to do? What were you trying to accomplish? Um, were you, were you digging around mm-hmm. at other places to, to get inspiration for that press release? Bring us back to that moment. Okay, so uh, what we tried to do is uh, try to flesh out interesting 
tidbits. We published telecom traffic and statistics. And uh, <laughs> that company actually became my first customer when I launched e-releases as well. Oh, and uh, what we were looking for was, uh, you know, trying to generate articles. And uh, what I found was the stuff that we just normally produced in these reports were kind of bland and uninteresting. Mm. Uh, but over lunch, we would talk about stuff and we'd notice weird patterns. And uh, one of the uh, uh, people that worked there, there was just three of us said, well, uh, you know, there's one Caribbean island that accounts for more outbound traffic than all of Europe combined. And we're like, oh, that's interesting. And what is that? And he goes, oh, it's it's a major trunk line for one nine hundred numbers and sex lines, which oh, were popular at the time. So <laughs> I said, that's an interesting story. And that's what we should build a press release on. And wow. that got picked up in the Washington Post, The Economist, um, um, a lot of Canadian publications as well as European yeah. picked it up. So I, I, I learned really early on that what you have and is important to you isn't necessarily what's going to be important mm -hmm. to the journalist. And at the end of the day, they're acting as curators. And what can you disclose in a press release that would really make them want to share that with their audience? Mm. And uh, so I, I got, I've gotten really good at that over the years. So you have, you have, I don't want to say crack the code, but you figured out exactly how to help a business with those stories. You somehow get them out of there and kind of change it into something that's interesting. Right. And the thing about it is, um, you know, there's lots of different approaches that you can take to be strategic. Um, right. Whenever I work with a client who just says, I'm not newsworthy, there's nothing I can do that would generate media attention. I, I immediately go to my one uh, type of press release that always generates interest. And that is a survey or study. If you do a survey oh. or study within your industry, um, you, hmm. you will get articles written about you. Uh, and I haven't had it fail yet. And I've advised some clients in the past. Hmm. I always say, I love survey monkey because you can do pages. So if you do like a 16 question survey, you can do four yeah. questions per page. And that way, if someone abandons the survey before they get to the end, you've still got some data for the first few pages that they entered. And on the last page, I always suggest throwing in a couple oddball left field weird questions. And surprisingly, or maybe not surprisingly, uh, you know, those have really turned in some interesting stories and press releases as a result of that. Wow. That is so cool. Man, that is um, an amazing, cool. amazing nugget that the audience can take yeah. away from that. So, and one uh, of the things that I get from my clients is saying, well, I wouldn't know who to send the survey to. I'm like, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. every industry is chock full of small and independent trade associations. And they're right. just waiting to take your link and share it with their members if they get included in the press release. Just say, I'm going to be issuing a press release. It's going over the wire. And the large trade associations don't care, but the small ones get no love and no promotion or marketing. So they see it as a win-win. And uh, I, I've had it work with all different types of clients and all different types of industries. Wow. Uh, just out of curiosity, so cool. um, if you can share, what are some of the like bigger stories or like general bigger like successes you've had in terms of how many like pass-offs and um, public mm -hmm. they've gotten? So um, I think a little over a year ago, we did uh, a press release for the Dining Bond Initiative. It was a, a PR professional that I knew was uh, putting that together. It was just something that was going to live for a very short time to help restaurants that were closed during the pandemic. Okay. Yep. And uh, 
it, it was interesting. You could nominate your local favorite restaurant. If they accepted, then you could give money and you backed mm -hmm. sort of through a digital gift certificate type thing. Okay. And it generated millions of dollars in revenue. Mm -hmm. Over 150 uh, publications Whoa. picked it up. We just quit counting at 150. Uh, but, you know, the <laughs> Washington Post, Wall Street Journal, uh, uh, New York Times, all your major publications picked it up and ran with it. And again, for under, you know, what would have cost th under three hundred dollars uh, generated? I think over seventeen million dollars in revenue. Oh, and oh that's, yeah. that's, about that's a yeah, that's that's huge leverage. It's very unusual that for sure. something like that to happen. But it was at a time where there was no positive news, and people were tired of reading negative news and feeling like they had no control. And here was something that you could do: you could help. Uh, your local restaurant, which was closed at the time, yeah. and you know, uh, basically, uh, you know, like a grassroots effort, yeah. and it worked out really well. Wow, that is so, that cool. is so awesome! Yeah, man, that's amazing. That blows me away. Wow. Um, I think some of the questions that we get before we jump into the topic is um, the power of PR and um, uh, the art, kind of, kind of some of the ROI on it, because. You could spend money with, you know, like PR Newswire and like really being able to like track that information. And I think a survey is a really cool way to do it. I've actually That's never sweet. heard of that. Heard that yeah. Super, super cool. What are some of the weird questions that you ask at the end? You said you could throw uh, a couple <laughs> curveballs so, in there. What, what are those? I was helping a, a local auto repair shop in Pennsylvania that was looking to get auto industry links. And mm. uh, long mm. story short, their website went down because it was not their website. It was owned by the Yellow Pages as a, a free site. So it went dark. They put up a new site and they talked to an SEO professional who recommended me. And I told them a survey would work out really well. Um, they sent it out to a trade association of independent auto repair shops. And, uh, you know, the only article that got published, well, there were several of them. They all went around the same question. We had a roundup of what's the strangest thing the customers left in their car while being repaired. Oh, and yeah. It was statistically uh, not relevant because it was almost everyone was unique, but there was a boa constrictor. There was grandma left in an urn and they had a retriever for Memorial oh. after hours, just things like that, that were just really interesting. Wow. And the newspapers and uh, publications yeah. picked and choose what they thought were the most interesting. So they might do a roundup of 10, but I think we published over 60 of those strange mm -hmm. little anecdotes um, that, that we thought sort of stood out from the rest. And, uh, you know, it wasn't a very, like I said, statistically relevant survey, yeah. but it was very oh. entertaining. And uh, people really loved it. The auto industry, I think they got over um, 12 or 14 auto trade publications picking it up. Over 30 newspapers picked up, including their local newspaper as well. That's so cool. Wow. So uh, in terms of like a survey or something like that, um, do you guys typically help find how to distribute the survey? Or do uh, we don't. I, I generally try to provide the education of uh, how I've done it uh, working with clients. I do have some higher mastermind type clients that I work, but I've reached capacity. So I can't really yeah. be hands on with additional people. But that being said, you know, Survey Monkey, I think is worth it. You can do Google Forms for free, but I like the be being able to use uh, different pages uh, with the Survey Monkey because if someone abandons halfway through, you've still gotten eight responses uh, to yep. the, you know the most interesting uh, survey questions. And wow. 
it's it's then just sharing it with a population and the trade okay. associations is the easiest uh way i i find within a particular industry but that being said there are a lot of people who have a lot of leads and their own audience that they could survey them as well you just want to be statistically relevant you know generally i i recommend at least 150 respondents and probably some people would suggest two to four hundred to 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 you know to be ideal in the case of the auto repair shop they got over 800 independent um, auto repair shops to participate in the survey. That's amazing. Wow, that's so cool. So today's topic, yes. which is a good leeway, this how credibility through PR allows you to close more sales, both online and offline. Let's kind of dive into that a little bit. Sure. Um, what's, the main, what's, what's the main catalyst of PR that helps you move more sales? Is it brand awareness? Is it, what, what is it? I think it's, it's, it's like... When you get an article written about you, it's like an implied endorsement. And mm -hmm. uh, sure. and when people see that a, a particular publication wrote about you, it means more than an ad. And the type of traffic that you generally get from uh, an article is much more likely to convert. They're, they're very less likely to open a new window and see if they can get it cheaper on Amazon. They're not price conscious. They have some goodwill that they've created in reading the article. They want to do business with you. They want to explore, learn more. And these, these tend to be the best customers, uh, my clients say, that they get from this. Um, and, and another thing is, as you get these articles, you can put them on your website You can send links out to your social media, your customers, your leads. And, you know, some people who might be teetering on the edge, whether they do business with you might see this article in a trade publication that you shared with them and feel a lot more confident about spending their dollars with you. That, uh, you know, we're always doing the balance of, is this the right company I should be working with? And if you're getting picked up, either in your industry or by a news source, that's, that's a really good indicator that you, you are uh, a good company and you are someone that they should be working with. I had a carpet company in New Jersey. Uh, that was another company that came to me with a budget and said, I said, I don't think that PR is going to work for you. And they said, well, we've got a PR budget. If we don't spend it with you, we'll spend it with someone else. So uh, <laughs> I took, I took their money well and after yeah. five months of doing five releases, we got nowhere. And uh, we went and talked. And I said, who's your biggest enemy? Thinking it was another local carpet company. And they said, oh, no, it's the big box uh, yeah. home, home improvement centers. Uh, they are the ones that you know these local carpet companies have to compete against. Mm -hmm. And the rules are not fair. And they said that the people that are installing carpets um, – many times have never installed carpets before. They just have to be uh, uh, Interesting. Yeah, a that's... home improvement. All they need is a home improvement number with their state mm -hmm. and uh, home, uh, Lowe's and wow. Home Depot will give you the, the bid. And so they come in and they, they end up fixing a lot of carpets that were never uh, installed, installed correctly. <laughs> and they also said that the padding that they generally use isn't very good, but the carpet they said is usually a good mid-grade carpet. Yep. And so we wrote a David versus Goliath press release about them having to market against these big box home improvement stores and what they do. And uh, it got picked up in almost every floor trade publication. Uh, wow. There were more than we were aware of that just came out of the woodwork. They thought this was really interesting. And it was a blind spot, 
none of these publications were writing about marketing. And all of a sudden we were discussing marketing and the, they, they ran with it and they got uh, a lot of responses. Mm -hmm. uh, a couple of people said they got more responses from that article than they had gotten from everything else combined in the past year. And uh, they mm -hmm. were offered a marketing column in one trade publication because what we did is we knew that worked. We oh, just cool. continued to do marketing press releases, mm -hmm. talking about right. marketing and competing and uh, different things that you could do. And it worked very well for them. Over a year, I think we got over um, almost 30 trade publications, newspapers, uh, wow. a, new, a New Jersey magazine picked it up as well. And uh, they put it together because that was another thing I was concerned yep. about. This mm -hmm. wasn't their audience. You, They weren't getting in front of their customers with the exception of a few newspapers and magazines. And it was mostly these trade publications. So they put together what they called this brag book. And they started taking it with them when they gave people quotes. And they yep. said that they their quotes remain the same. And uh, they, they would just say, we're not going to come in as the cheapest. But, you know, as you can see, they'd start thumbing through the book and say, we've been picked up by Floor Trade Weekly. We've been yep. picked up by this <laughs> publication. Here we are in the Perfect. New Jersey magazine. Uh, here we are in your local newspaper. Uh, you know, our installers are, uh, are, are lifers. They generally mm -hmm. stay with us until they retire. Uh, we don't pick up talent who may have no history of installing uh, very rarely do you have to call us back to have your carpets restretch because we do it, yeah. we do it right. And We're we right. use really good products. Yeah. And they said, you know, it was the same argument they had always used, but now combining that brag book with it, they started closing 20% more sales. Wow. And uh, yeah. it, it, it was a good problem. He said to, the, to have, but uh, mm -hmm. it was, it was, it, it really was a game changer. They ended up, because the workload was getting so much, they were winning so many sales that they started raising their price around, yeah. I think, over 10% uh, just because it's cool. they, it was bringing in so much business. Man. The window company I just went with had a brag book that was exactly what you just said. And that was one of the reasons why I chose them. Mm -hmm. They had it all laid out of exactly the publications they were in and why to choose us versus the big box stores. That's cool. Yeah, they won me. Look at that. So it's interesting. Proof in the pudding. Um, uh, so what's like the hit rate like on average in yeah. terms of like someone actually getting something to pick up? Because I know PR is very, I think for most businesses, PR is one of the most difficult things to unlock and figure out. Right. So I would say for the releases that we do, I would say 95% of them don't do anything other than get syndicated on a bunch of websites where the press release is replicated. It's not very important. Right. Uh, but you know, some people, it, it became a big distraction years ago where people liked all these links, my release on Yahoo, my release on this site and, yeah. and that site. But what we're really looking for is the articles. And I would say that probably less than 5% of my customers get actual articles written about it. And that problem is the types of releases that they're doing. They're doing company and personnel changes. No one's going to write about that at best case scenario, your local newspaper and one trade publication will pick it up. Uh, yeah. Don't waste money spending, sending out releases like that. Um, hmm. Do more strategic releases if you're going to spend money. Uh, you know, reach out directly to your local newspaper and local trade uh, or uh, national exactly. trade publications yourself 
uh, rather than spend the money on doing that. Uh, but mm. you know, that being said, I still get so many releases that just look like they've been written by committee. There's nothing interesting in it. You know, the one place that you can shine in a press mm. release is a company quote because you're saying it. You don't have to be bound by uh, things written in the third person, and you can really yep. activate people and say stuff in a really compelling way. And so many people choose just to have a safe quote, and a really compelling quote is a great way to save you in an article. I've seen people who have a, a what they're announcing is like mid-grade interest, but the quote that they gave was so compelling that journalists would just write stories around that quote because that that yeah. was so interesting. That's amazing. Yeah. I've got a couple of questions but if you have something on your on your mind. Um what is a good budget to recommend for maybe somebody that um a, a business out there, small business that hasn't really explored PR as much, what is a good budget range and what are the levers that make that budget go up and down? Sure. I would say a good range is around $2,500. And what's going to make that go up or down is whether you're going to be doing the writing or you're going to mm. be paying for someone that could raise the prices a little bit. Um, that yeah. being said, I believe that most people can write their own press release. Um, it, they're very simplistic. They're written in the third person yeah. Just spend a lot more time on the headline and the opening paragraph and mm. strategically know what you're going to write about before you write. Don't look at a competitor's Absolutely. press release or another mm -hmm. press release of your industry and just create your version of that. You want to announce something that's more strategic and interesting um, so that you would, you'll stand out. Makes total sense. Is that $2,500 just one press release or you, you would mention no, that? That should cover like between four and six press releases uh, through a service like like mine, e-releases. Um, and that does include uh, a custom national distribution of a PR Newswire as well, which normally mm. would cost you over $1,000 per press release. Yeah. All right. Mm. Very cool. Mm. Interesting. I, <clears throat> I was just super yeah, curious on – what? Uh, no, I'm just curious on, on budget. And yeah, I just wanted to see like – what do you recommend in terms of how many, and you just kind of answered it there, between four and six yeah. to so, actually give it a good shot? Yeah. I'll try. I'll try. So uh, these news companies or publications, let's say, I don't know, Forbes or something, are they scanning PR Newswire and, and syndication sites like that just to try to pick something up? Or do they have like some yeah, the, filter they use? All journalists, uh, for the most part, use the wires uh, for stories. Uh, if uh, you have membership to PR Newswire as a journalist, you're going to be able to go in there and say, I'm interested in these feeds, but you can also create keyword uh, oh. captures or exclusions. So if you cover fashion, but you don't cover ready to wear or retail fashion, you can create right. some exclusions so that you're seeing the types of releases that are most interest to you. And they're fed sort of by headline first and you click on the headline and drill down. So that's why the headline is so important. That's cool. That really yeah. I'm always cool. curious how, cause okay. I know there's also a lot of PR agencies that are like kind of backdoor pay to play mm -hmm. cost mm -hmm. you 20 grand, but you'll get a mention guarantee or whatever. And I know that's like not, not, not the right way to do it. So it's not just, the way I recommend because you, you know, it's, it's, it's very expensive space. It's, it's comparable to advertising space in a lot of these publications. So I would say if you can generate that for free, uh, that, you know, I'd rather you spend, you know, two to $4,000 doing, you know, eight to 10 press releases than, you know, one article and one publication that's yep. guaranteed. That's amazing. 
That was super impactful, uh, Mickey. I I learned a lot. I did just too. Now, I, in the audience, PR is something that did. I am just always so curious about and trying to understand, especially with press releases. Mm -hmm. It's like I feel like it's something that if you don't do it right, it's really not worth your time. Like you were mm -hmm. saying, if it's boring and doesn't really matter, like you need impact. And, and thanks for sharing. We really appreciate that. Yeah, sure. uh, before we get going, though, we always ask our guests if there was one thing that you hope that our um, listeners take away from this combo, what would that be? I think that if you're going to do PR, commit to a proper PR campaign, four to six releases, uh, be strategic in that. Um, I have a, uh, a strategy masterclass that basically walks you through the eight uh, most compelling uh, types of releases cool. you can do to generate media attention. It's completely free. I'm trying to get my customers to go through it. Uh, it's <laughs> at uh, ereleases.com forward slash plan, P-L-A-N. And I plan on keeping it completely free. Uh, I, it, it's less than an hour of a video and it's got some supporting documents. But I guarantee okay. that anybody who's open to PR that goes through that should walk away with, I would say, 10 good ideas that they could wow. do strategically press releases about their them or their company. Awesome. He will. Thank you so much, man. And, and where can people find you? I mean, you kind of already mentioned it, but if they wanted to get in touch. Sure. So the website's ereleases.com. All my social media is there. LinkedIn's a good way to reach me personally, uh, but okay. feel free to talk to the staff through chat or over the phone. Mm -hmm. We have no salespeople. It's just editors and we're willing to help people. We hold a lot of people's hands through their first press release. If you have a press release you want us to look at, just give us one business day to get back to you. We'll do that at no charge, whether you use us or not. Awesome. So cool. We'll definitely be in touch. Yep. We will be. <laughs> well, Mickey, awesome. Thank you so much for uh, jumping on the Biz Bros podcast, man. We hope we keep, keep in touch. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks, Mickey. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe to the Biz Bros podcast. And listen to amazing guests just like Mickey with amazing insight Such a good on what show. he does. Great. Phenomenal. So uh, we appreciate you. Make sure to subscribe and we will talk to you and see you in the next Biz Bros podcast. See you guys.